for you, Janine. Love Talk Radio. <laughs> Family. Mm, mm, mm. 
Good love. Janine, honey, that was for you. Um, I played it last week on the show, and um, the the young man there, BJ, the Chicago kid, you know, so represent Chicago and um, my love for you, and uh, I'm glad to have you on, sis. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Mm. It was a to meet you in person last week. Or a week before that. Oh. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, uh, to finally um, to lay eyes on you and to to, listen, to have a chance to like physically love you up. I um I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, we had the opportunity to break bread and laugh and cut up a little bit, so it was it was fun. And I look forward to more of those opportunities and those moments. So um, when I come to Chicago, so. <laughs> isn't technology amazing? We get the opportunity to be all over the world, never meet each other yet meet each other every morning in spirit and opportunities to meet every Friday on Love, Sex, and Nutrition. I tell you, it's amazing technology. It is. It is. It's a beautiful thing, yes. Uh, 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 well, I want to welcome you and the family here this evening uh, for another episode of Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Yes, it is another Friday, 7.30. We are here every seventh, every Friday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And we just want to say peace, fam, and thank you for joining us. This is Vonnie, your sexual wellness coach, along with... Peace, peace, and love to the family and IMZ, your love and sex enthusiast. Peace and love, queens. Oh, my gosh. Peace Welcome queen. back, Janine. Peace and yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yes, it's so beautiful and wonderful. I'm like, Bonnie, I'm so glad to have you back again with us on Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. We had a blast when you were here on the East Coast, all the way from Chi-Town. And how amazing it was, Bonnie, that you got a chance to see her face to face, like you said, break bread, get hugs. Amazing. <laughs> it was. Awesome, awesome, it awesome. was. So we are so grateful uh, for another opportunity to share with the family another episode of Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, and I. I uh, we're going to do our disclaimer, and then we're going to just delve into tonight's show and let Janine do her thing. I am excited about Janine. Welcome back to the show um, and our guest this evening. So I know, Janine, you're going to introduce them everything, but um, I'm just excited to hear um, you know what you know what the family's talking about, what all he has to say. So without further ado, for those that are new to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition, again, this is Vonnie. I'm a sexual wellness coach, and Z is our love and sex enthusiast. And with that being said, we say that because we are not um, medical doctors, but um, we speak and we have guests on our show that speak from experience and through their research, and, and some of them are our doctors. But with that being said, um, any suggestions or 
um, any recommendations that you might hear or anything that you might be curious to try, we always suggest that you, um, you know, speak with your medical practitioner if you, um, you know, if need be, or, or, you know, just to cover that. Because we can't be liable for, you know, some kinkiness. So, <laughs> and you know, we can get a little kinky. So with that being said, also, this show tonight, we are R-rated. And we say that to say this, is that, you know, during the week, we are part of the Healing Family Circle. And during the week, they have a variety of shows that um, pertain to everything to relationships, finance, and um, spirituality. But on Fridays, and we are all about that as well, but on Fridays we get a little grown and um, and we might have topics and we do have topics that are, are for grown folks and um, are provocative. So we just like to let our listening audience know that um, prior to getting started in case you need to go to a more private space and um, if you have any other kitties around. So with that being said, Zilana, did I cover everything? Absolutely, my beautiful queen. Um, we just are so grateful to, uh, be have, to have the family here, and we want the family to just relax. This is your time mm-hmm. after you have had a busy day at work. Uh, to just relax. Uh, like I said, you've moved the children into another area, and this is your time. You get to relax. You get to you get to have some grown folk conversation, and you know we're hoping that you will participate with us tonight. You op- that you open your mind tonight because this subject tonight with this young brother, woo, he got us. I'm telling you, <laughs> he mm-hmm. he has something to tell us and something to share that is definitely something that we want to hear and. Uh, just be aware that um, it's time for just to have an open mind and be at peace. So uh, yes. that's all I have to yes. say about that, Bonnie. As always, you did a magnificent job. And before we go, um, before we have Janine introduce our subject tonight, I would just like for Janine, uh, because she hasn't been here in a minute, and I know the family has been wondering where she's been, what she's been doing. Uh, she's had some exciting things happen over the past couple months. Janine, would you just share with us some of the things that have happened to you since April, because we haven't heard you since mm-hmm. April, uh, some of the amazing wow. things that have been happening in your life, Queen? Well, you know, I graduated from Chicago State University, magnum cum laude. I'm excited. I graduated from the University of Metaphysics. Yes, yes. And Sedona, Arizona. I was invited to the White House to be a part of the Women's Summit, and I was nominated for one of the game changers in the state, America, United States of America, a game changer. So I was really excited, but I was more excited to meet the people that were the who really are the game changers, like the Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama, Shonda Rhimes, Kerry Washington, oh, Tracy mm-hmm. Ellis Ross. And Beverly Bonds, it's so wow. many people. And if I, it was so many people in the room, and it was just I could I just like wow, mm-hmm. I'm on a stage with these amazing people, and I kept saying to myself, God, is this a dream or is this real to be in the same room on the same stage with some magnificent names in the universe? I mean, Oprah, okay, Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Shonda Rhimes, taking a prime time on Thursday. 
Oh my God. <laughs> that made me feel. It was just, I was honored. And all I could do was say, I am so grateful because it was the the people that come to the love journey that dominated, nominated me, not dominated, nominated. <laughs> and they nominated me. And I felt honored that somebody felt like my work that I do for women. Um, felt like it should be honored. So it was a very honoring. But what was really was amazing was to be in the presence of you, Zakia, and beautiful Vani, and Miss LaRue, and just the beautiful people, just beautiful hearts. And Rosa, she made sure I had a good time in uh, Washington, D.C. Every day she was making sure that you need anything. She was she, she said, I want to do it like you all do it when we come to Chicago. And, baby, she laid it out mm-hmm. for me. Rosa J, lots of love. And I didn't have to pay for mm-hmm. nothing. She's like, look, that's how you do me when I come to Chicago. I know that's wow. right. Know that's <laughs> right. Go, Rosa. Go, Rosa. Well, we just want you to know, um, Janine, we're just so proud of you, and you know, you just, you know, you deserve, uh, you deserve to be nominated to go to the White House to be right in the president presence of the First Lady and uh, other amazing queens like Oprah Winfrey, Shonda Rhimes. And I know you sent me a message. You sent a message. I said, I'm sitting right behind Shonda Rhimes. You know, so <laughs> excited, excited. So. You deserve it, my queen, absolutely, um, and much success uh, as you continue on. Congratulations on uh, graduating magnum cum laude and a metaphysical um, a metaphysical university. I don't know how you did it. I'm just saying. I don't know how you did all that. Plus the love journey, you are one phenomenal woman. And please, please, please share with the family the quote that was so amazing, so beautiful that uh, you shared with us. Um, you make me proud. Is that what it was? You no, make you me proud. proud to spell my name W-O-M-A-N. That's the first thing Oprah came out and said to Michelle Obama. And what was amazing about the space was to watch Oprah Winfrey be Oprah Winfrey, but yet be so humble in the space of Michelle Obama you know what I'm saying, and allowing Michelle, because it was about Michelle in that space, and when she was interviewing Michelle, she gave her the spotlight and honored her, and it was beautiful, because, you know, Oprah is Oprah, you know, and to share that spotlight with such humility and such love, and it was just so honoring to see how much sisters really love sisters, you know, we love each other, and I love that, because, you know, we get the bad, you know, sisters don't get us on women, this and women that, and I, I just love my sisters, and I love when my sisters can uphold another sister, because that, mm-hmm. that's what it's really about. You know what I'm saying? It it's is. really about when we get to a place where we can uphold sisters and then love each other mm-hmm. and really get back to that space of the love that we once had. I think, wow, I can't even imagine what the earth would be like then. Mm, 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 mm. How beautiful is that? Yes. Well, you know, they say, you know, we, you know, we, we love our brothers absolutely, but the sisters, when we got it, when we, should, when we send it down, when we share it, when we embrace it, we are it. We are the absolute love. We are, we're the ones that bring it. We're the teachers. We're the nurses. We're the, we're the everything. We're the whole hub. Yes. Everything starts with us. It comes from the womb. 
womb of mind, as Master Elijah Muhammad would say, peace and blessings and rest his soul. Uh, the womb of mind it comes from us. And one of the things that um, the brother, uh, brother Ken, um, and by the way, he's not on yet, Janine. You may want to give him a call. But one of the things he talks about in his uh, post um, is uh, the womb. The you know, really is the universal mind. So that's who we are, you know, and when women come together, it ain't nothing like some sisters getting together. That's all I can say. We know how to love each other. We know how to support each other, lift each other up. And no matter what we may be going through, you can always, always depend on a sister to help you to get through it. So I just want to give give some applause to the sisters, uh, Ms. Bonnie. Give some applause to the women. Ken said he is on, baby girl. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Thank you, God. Okay, so Bonnie, do you see him on you? Because I don't. Yes, I'm. I'm bringing him on right now. Peace and blessings. Hello. Hi. How How are you? Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Welcome. Hi, ladies. How you doing? I'm just soaking up all that um, power and all this uh, these accomplishments. You know, it's a it's a good look. You know, I'm just a fly on the wall trying to. Soak up all that en- that creative energy, man. This is dope right here. All right. Aww. Well, thank you for coming on, coming on again. I mean, I, I think I had you three times this week. Oh man, it's all love, though. You know, this is this is great. Thank you for not getting tired of me. Thank you, appreciate you. Oh, how can you get tired of the brilliant mind that you had? You rocked it out, I tell you. You rocked out our mail panel. You rocked out Tuesday. I tell you. You when you when you spoke, it was like EF hunting, baby. Everybody had to listen. Even the other men said, "That's a powerhouse." Oh, that's love. That's love. So you know, time will go by before you know it, especially when you're having a great conversation. So I want to know who you are. You know, as a hip hop artist, a blogger, a culture critic, and let's talk about who is Ken. Who is Ken? Who is Ken? Well, you know, I'm still actually uh, developing that. Like, who is Ken? You know, what do I do? What does it mean to be authentically, unapologetically me? And um, what it uh, who I am is someone that I'm going to give you my truth. Um, it's going to be transparent. And, um, you know, I try to make a person uncomfortable as possible. And that means that we're growing and we're developing. And, you know, I'm a blogger and I am C. I'm a cultural critic. Um, you know, and I am just I am just trying to push the envelope and continue on the great work of a lot of trailblazers that came before me. And I just want to affect thought. I just want people to go, hmm, a few times. And, yeah, that's who I am, and I'm still piecing it together right now. And, you know, thankful. I'm thankful for uh, the women because you guys are. You guys actually tell us who we are. So you know, you hold a mirror up, and then we get to see ourselves. So I'm, I'm, I'm growing. I'm growing day by day, and and you know, hats off to the women that you know still love us and come by and say, brother, this is what I see. Take a look. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, you know. 
And I just love how you show up in the planet. Thank you so much. Let's get started. I'm, my first question I want to talk about, um, so everybody knows that you are a blogger and you are a cultural critic. What does it mean to be a cultural critic? And tell us what that means to you. Mm. What it means to be a cultural critic is to to look unbiasedly and to look unemotionally on both sides and be able to call a spade a spade and to keep it a buck at all times, you know, not leaning to one side, you know, to call it how you see it. And, you know, that's what I do. I just look at trends. I look at culture. I try to dabble in um, other world events to see the cultural trends uh, that's going on in other societies. Um, and, you know, that's what I do. And then I take that information and I put it in the blog and I put it as game. You know, my perspective is always going to come from the left field. It's not going to be the stiff response. Um, I prefer to be the last response after everybody, you know, is politically correct. I'm going to come in and bring it home. And, you know, that's what my cultural critiques and blogging consist of, of just looking in from a, a bird's eye view. You know, um, uh, I like to be the scientist conducting the experiment and not being in the experiment, because if you're in the experiment, then you can't see critically. Wow. So what does it mean to be the game told and not told? That's the name of your website, your Facebook page. The game is sold but not told. The game is sold but not told. It's like this. You know, in America, say, say, um, say the black community, for example, the black community developed hip-hop culture, right? That was mm-hmm. our nation. That was our nation, the good, bad, and the ugly, right? The problem is that we gave the game away for free, and we didn't charge anyone. So, you know, I compare us to having slut culture, right, because a slut and a hoe is different, right? A slut just gives the goods away for free, but a hoe is going to put some, some uh, you know, going to put some respect on that. And, you know, the whole world is eating our culture up, profiting off our culture. However, the people that created the culture – the energy that the that that is fueling the culture, we're not eating off it because we always give our game away for free because we like attention, right? And you can't because in Jewish culture they're gonna charge you for it. In Italian culture they're gonna charge you for it. Culture is the head of the household. So right now we have people in charge of our narratives, and we gave it away for free. Hip hop culture could see every one of us. We wouldn't have to go work for anybody. That is our uh, that is our bread and butter. But because we give the game away for free, we suffer the consequences. Not just hip hop culture, but our experiences are for sale. We have to monetize that and put a price tag on it because we went through trial and error to uh, just to be here. So just to be here, you got a story to tell. So that story should be able to feed you, and that's what the game is so not told is all about. All right, so, you know, I'm going to get right into it. You know, sometimes you have to do foreplay, and sometimes you just got to get right to the orgasm, right? So I'm going to get right to it. Let's straight to the point. Black pussy can heal black men. So I'm going to – this is one of your um, blogs, and this is what you say in game, the game, right? You talk about – you told us that you do games here and explain things from a game perspective. You said this right here. Now, this is the game 2.0. You said use your pussy to put a man through a traumatic experience. If you can't affect his subconscious, then it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter how nasty you are. No, that's surface shit. It matters about your intention. When you're having sex, it's not about sounding like a porn star. No, it's about affirmation. See, the brain is flooded with neurochemicals during sex. That's why we feel euphoric when we are like this. We are open to new information. A man's mind, a man's heart is open during sex, and that's the perfect time to program his subconscious. Instead of saying, this is your pussy daddy, say, you're the smartest man I ever met. Instead of saying, harder, daddy, harder, daddy, I really appreciate you. You're doing a great job, and I love you. Instead of saying, <laughs> ooh, you got some good stuff on here. Instead of saying, I love your dick, I believe in you. Let's talk about that, that game right there. Wow. Well, the womb is very powerful, and I always call it Stargate. And a lot of people ask me, what is a Stargate? And a Stargate is a device or a uh, frequency that is able to bring things from the unseen into the scene. And we know this to be true because I'm sure I have some mothers on the line. So you brought a being in from the unseen to the scene. That's how powerful the Yoni is. Now, the Yoni is the first school. So it has the power to break a person. So you see some children are already born depressed. They're already born uh, uh, feeling unworthy, right? That's because whatever was going on in the womb was traumatic. Now, the way that you affect the subconscious is three ways, through a traumatic experience, through repetition, and through symbols. So when we're having sex, I am totally open. My mind is open, and this is the perfect way to go in and rewire the hardware, right? Uh, 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 that is the perfect time to use sex magic. That is the perfect time for affirmations because if the the yoni is the first school and it can break a person as uh, soon as they get here, then it can also fix a person. And you have millions of black men that are running around and they are they are savages, and they're not just savages by themselves. They're savages because. They have sex with deaf pussy. A lot of put woman's pussy ain't worth a damn, and it's not necessarily her her pussy. It's what it's the mind of the pussy. You know what I'm saying? So you, oh, for example, you live in Chicago. These little boys are shooting, but they're also having sex. So the person that they're having sex with got to be accountable for a lot of these men's behavior. Uh, black women have to have witch pussy right now. You have to have intentional pussy right now. You have to have, when you meet a man, you mm-hmm. already have to say, you know what, I got a destination for your ass. Before I suck, fuck, and swallow you, I'm going to already program your ass. You going to be the president with this pussy. Off top, you have to make that commitment before you even touch me. Wow. Wow. Ooh. What can you say after that? So that's what you said also, you know, so that was game 2.0, right? Listen to game. But before we get into game 2.0, you started off with this, and I, I wanted to just bring this out. Even though you kind of talked about it, you said black pussy is the universal mind. It gives you a connection into the unseen. It's your telephone that can make calls into the other dimensions to access energy. You can cast spells on any man that enters the womb, but you're fucking for an orgasm and not for the power. Your clitoris and surrounding areas have 8,000 different nerve endings. That means it's sending off a frequency. But what frequency, though? When you have sex with a man, what's your intention? 
Are you having sex with him to make him great or make him love you? You can make him so damn great while at the same time enjoying the experience if you have the right intention. As far as him loving you, love is conditional. So he may fall in love because you swallow or do anal or cause you real nasty. But him loving you won't heal the brokenness, but your spell will. So you must ask yourself, is it about him loving you or is it about him being great? In my opinion, him being great is a better return on investment than him loving you because when a man is great, he wants to bring the spoils of his war back to the people who made him a difference in his life. He wants to conquer the world and share it with those that matter. So in hindsight, him being great will equal love, but on a deeper level, trying to make him love you based on sex will create an energy vampire and amplify his brokenness. He will be dependent on your energy. And after a while, the relationship will become a prison. Wow. Let's talk about the prison. What does that really mean? Wow. So. You sound like, wait, you sound like hearing your stuff. You're like, wow, I wrote that. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, you know, because I allow myself to go in trances. So when I don't read this stuff back. So when I hear it, I just chuckle. So, uh, yeah, so inside of relationships, People get caught in the cycle of fucking and arguing, fucking and arguing, the occasional movie here and there, the occasional vacation. Then you have a baby out the deal, maybe get married, but then it's back to fucking and arguing, fucking and arguing. It is a prison because we don't know who we are. On one hand, we'll say that thoughts are things. Well, it just doesn't stop there. What about frequencies? What about vibrations? What about dick? What about the yoni? What does it actually do? What are we doing when we have sex? Because we have to realize we are spirits with bodies. So we are connecting on an androgynous level. So physically, we have a phallus and a vagina, but spiritually, we're androgynous beings connecting on a, on a higher level to manifest. So when we are having sex, that is a perfect opportunity to go in a trance and bring all of our creativity to the table and bring our ideals to the table and manifest all the things we need. That's the perfect time to make prayers, right? So I talked about not having necessarily porno sex. I mean, we have times for that where we could get it in the long way like that, but a lot of the times we need healing right? We need financial healing. We need family healing. We need environmental healing. And sex is the, is the way that you access that. Because again, you're dealing with spiritual tools. The pussy and the dick are actually spiritual tools and it becomes a prison when you're not having sex the right way. So now uh, the relationship is based on vampirism. It's based on exhaustion. Now you have people around each other who serve no purpose for each other. The pussy is very powerful. Men fight wars over the pussy. Men will go to Mars over the pussy. Men will, men will, men will, men will, men will give you his re-up money over the pussy. He'll give you his check over the pussy. In fact, I was at a strip club the other day, and I seen a man give a woman his ATM card to go to the ATM. He gave her the code and everything. He gave her his whole livelihood based on the ideal of the pussy. He ain't even get it yet. And I was look, looking at that as a case study. I was like, wow, if these girls knew what the pussy was, then the community would look different. You can fuck these boys in the shape. You can have one million militant, 
genius, Einstein, Barack Obama, Colin Powell, whatever you want, because you are the you are the uh, you program the software. So the same way you program your child, that man is a child too. He has that he has that inner child inside of him that you can rework, and you can rework him through the pussy if you know what you're doing, and you have the power of affirmations. If not, it's a life imprisonment because he's going to go for one vagina to the other vagina to the other vagina, and he's still going to have the same results. And the women are going to fuck him with no requirements, with no reciprocity in mind because he got good dick. Eh, that's, that's novice stuff right there. I'm talking about witch pussy. Okay, let's talk about that because that's in game 4.0, baby. He said, not all women, not, not all women, I repeat. Not, I'm not talking about every woman. I'm only talking about the real witches that can manifest thoughts into tangible things. I'm talking about queens of desire. That's my part I'll put in there. I don't believe that all men have greatness in there. Some men are just a fuck and nothing more. Some men are broken beyond repair, and these men shouldn't even get a conversation. It takes real discernment to be able to differentiate between men worth killing and niggas that are just sucking all your energy. So good luck with that. That pussy does heal, and it also elevates. It can turn a $100,000 man into a billionaire. And if you don't believe me, well, that's because your pussy is trash. Well, what is a witch pussy? What does it really mean to have a witch pussy? Is First, let's go to discernment, right? And okay. to, to be able to differentiate on who is who. You have um, women riding out with guys that are in jail, right? And, you know, he giving you the jail talk on the phone. Baby, when I get out, you know, I'm going to marry you and, you know, I love you. And, ah, fuck all that. Like, yeah, that's jail talk, right? I've been there, right? If he's in jail and he doesn't sound like Nelson Mandela and he doesn't sound like Malcolm X, when he gets out, he is going to hit the ground running and take the world by storm. Fuck him appealing to your ego about, yeah, he said he's going to marry me. Nuh-uh. We want greatness, right? So that's where discernment comes in to be able to look at the man and be like, okay, yeah, he don't got a car. Oh, okay, yeah, he doesn't, um, he is a little rough around the edges. However, there's something about him that separates him from everyone else. He ain't just talking about going to get a job. He's talking about something on a higher plane. So that's discernment. So that's that's the uh, it's going to take uh, high frequency discernment for a woman to be able to know if she can heal the man. Now the woman has to be a healer first and foremost to be able to get him to a proper destination. So that's why I said you know this conversation is not for all women because not all women are healers, right? Heal, uh, a healer is able to turn something from nothing, something something from nothing, right? She just doesn't heal men. She heals everybody she comes by. She heals her mama. She heals her friends. She's a woman that always has the fucking answer. Every time she come around, people's lives are improved. So when she fucks well, somebody. You call her name Janine. I think you're talking about Janine. No, just <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, when, when, when she gives her intimacy to somebody, well, it looks the same way. See, the healing doesn't just start sexually it starts it starts 
it, it, it starts in the school. It starts in the workplace. It starts in her finance. Messy women can't heal. Gossiping women can't heal. Women that problem solve can't heal. Women that women that are victims can't heal. Women that are healers got their shit together or know what having their shit together looks like. Also, women that are healers usually have a sisterhood that insulates her because this is where she gets a lot of her power from. She can't be isolated. She's surrounded by great minds, right? So Mm -hmm. this is where she gets a lot of her put from. So not just some girl just walking on the street that lives an isolated, desolate life, a poverty lifestyle is a healer. No, it's a science to that. But it really starts in discernment, and it also goes into the woman has to be a healer to heal. Mm. Wow. So do you think she gets to learn these things, or do you think that it comes from being raised by a healer? Mm. Well, she might not even know she's a healer. This is just one if you're observing, like, wow, this is what you are. This is just who you, you know, Superman don't know he's Superman for real. That's just what he does, you know. So you have a history and a, and a track record of success. So anything you touch is going to turn to gold. I'm I'm really into studying great people, right? And when I look, you mentioned Michelle Obama. Okay, I look at her husband. I look at her affairs. I look at her children. Okay, this is a track record of success that on, on the surface. So whatever she puts her hands to, it's going to materialize into something dope. So I don't think uh, the women that are walking around that are young, that are in college, that are older, I don't necessarily think they walk around saying they're healers because what's understood ain't got to be said. When you're doing the work, you ain't got to say a damn thing. But when we're observing it, and we're measuring it. We're like, whoa, this woman is amazing. And the man might not even know she's healing, you know, but he'll just look at his quality of life. Like, man, ever since I aligned myself with this woman, I have become something higher. And that's what a woman does to a man. She elevates him. Case in point, when you're dating a man, if he's staying at his mama house, he don't get a house. He don't get an apartment because he wants to. He gets it because you're putting pressure on that ass. You're saying, look, I'm not going to keep fucking on your mom's house. So what does he do? He gets on the grind to get a more suitable environment so y'all can make love. If you left it up to him and to kick it with his homeboys, he would have never left his mama. It's the woman that comes um, and puts that pressure on the man. Like, look, bro, this is how I'm feeling. We can't be riding in the car with no AC. Because now she's looking at the next car, the next gentleman got AC in the car. So now what I'm finna do, I'm finna work overtime now. Because I got to put my baby in the car that got some damn AC. So it's y'all that come, you, y'all come with the pressure. Y'all come with the leveling up. Y'all upgrade us at all times. I don't give a damn if he's a billionaire. Y'all still come with the upgrade. So you, you also wrote a blog that was interesting about... Pussy should not be free. You should have the courage to charge for your sex. Let's talk about that. I, mm-hmm. I know you. You know I know where you've been with your girl. How does she charge you for sex? I had to upgrade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had to. You should be charging you for sex, huh? <laughs> you never stop paying for it. You know what I'm saying? 
And it's not necessarily the sex. It's the essence of you. It's the it's the mm-hmm. essence. I got to come correct. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes the payment is for money. I say this. I say this. A lot of women have a problem putting a price tag on their pussy, but it's okay to fuck if you like the person. I think that's some real square shit because then you're going <laughs> to get bodies, and, and that's fine. You can get bodies, no judgment, no shade. However, men don't fuck you. You fuck men. So you are taking energy. You are receiving his dreams. You are receiving his fears. You are receiving his dysfunctions. Now, when you are you getting bodies, these are all these souls that you are taking. And nine times out of ten, if you're not messing with high-quality men and you are a fucking poverty dick, and then you wonder why you tripping or every time you walk, you uncoordinated, uh, you at work, you're getting laid off, you're getting a flat tire, it's because you have poverty all on you from the dick. And if you don't charge or have or require reciprocity, you're always going to be in a poverty state because it's bigger than an orgasm. So now, how can you charge me, right? If I got dough, you should charge me the dough, period. I got to leave something on the table, man. I got to, right? I can't come over and be fucking you and you have issues with your light bill and it's okay for me to leave. No, that's some, that's some, that's some, that's some punk girl shit. No, if I got dough, then that's what I put to the table, right? If I got information, then you get information out of me, right? If I got knowledge, that's what you require out of me. Whatever is my best asset is what I should be leaving on the table. It just should not be dick. Now, what does this do for me? It's always it's going to require me to to keep rising and stay on my job. Because if I got to leave knowledge on the table, well, that would require me to keep getting smart. If I got to leave dough on the table, well, goddammit, I can't lose my job. If I got to, if my, if, if my uh, reciprocity is I'm in shape, well, then I can't get out of shape because that's what you require. If I'm an interesting person, I got to keep being interesting. The lighter to my balls to keep me on the game because if you take the women out the picture, men ain't doing a goddamn thing. So, yeah, you got to put a price tag on that pussy. Now, the price tag looks different. This is where discernment comes in. Who are you fucking? So you got to see what he has to leave on the table. Yes. I mean, you know, my grandmother was very similar to you. My grandmother told us, you better not come home with no wet pussy in a broke pocket. <laughs> she did. She used to tell us that all the time, and she didn't play. And it, I, I, could, I, I had this whole mental thing that I just could not come home if I would have be broke and and a wet pussy. My grandmother wasn't playing that. You would get your ass whipped. And she you know, didn't have to play that. And so and it shouldn't. Do. You know, this is poverty. It's so many levels of poverty. But we don't have poverty in America based on our standard of living. We have free libraries. We have access to food. A motherfucker in jail uh, eat three times a day. Our poverty is mental and our poverty is spiritual. If we don't require anything from each other, then to be uh, operating in lack. And that's the number one problem with our culture. The shit looks janky, right? I'm tired of going to some white shit and it look good, and they're playing violin, and then when I go to some nigga shit, it look run down. Now I want to be around black people, and the shit look nice. But when we don't require anything from each other, 
we don't require greatness out of the partner that we're fucking because when I'm having sex, I'm having sex for energy. I need an energy exchange because this is where I get my creativity from. So I need you to be hyped and charged. You can't come with, to me with, with poverty and then when these motherfucking police shoot me, Everyone is wondering, how did they even come in contact with each other? Because the nigga got poverty written all over him. Poverty is death. And a lot of that shit is coming from the vagina that he's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right, man. I tell you, 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 you speaking some stuff. You got some stuff going on. Well, coming from the the woman's pussy, and that's what's bringing the poverty. We got to get our minds right, huh? That's what you mean? That's what you're really talking about? Yeah, we got to get the mind right. We got to eat. We got to get the diet right. But we're releasing. We're releasing pheromones. We're releasing energy, right? So, how can a woman with bad diet, right, eating, right? I'm just talking about eating. How can a woman with bad diet not fuck a man into poverty, right? Now let's go into another nutrition. How can a woman that has fucked up re- reading material not fuck a man into poverty, okay? That's, so that's her reading material as nutrition. What does she watch on TV, right? This is, this is what he's fucking. Gossiping on the phone, oh, messy being in other people's business, right? This is, this is what is causing the poverty, all those things are a form of nutrition. It's a science to good pussy. It has necessarily nothing to do with how she throws it back. That's carnal. It looks good, right? But you're getting the energy. What is her nutrition? Because if you can see the parasites coming off of her, you wouldn't say this is good pussy. Which brings me to the question that we ask all the men that come to the line. What is good pussy then? Mm. Good, good pussy is... What makes me, oh, well, let me say this. Good pussy is when I come over, right? Good pussy starts before sex. Good pussy is when you putting me on game that I never knew about, you know? Taking me to a play or a black and white film or putting me on to a new genre of music, right? Or putting me on to a new uh, type of food or a type of awareness. That's some good pussy. So, if I'm ever not talking to you anymore, I am a good reflection of you. I represent you, right? You can't, I can't go to another woman with these bad habits. That means when I was in your presence, you didn't do your job. So when I go to anybody, people have to look and say, God damn it, it's something about him. Whatever his environment is, is the shit. Because he is very, very cultured. He's very, very well-rounded. He's seasoned. He articulates well. Keeps his nails good. He ain't got no goddamn blackheads and pimples all on his face. He he, he looks you eye, in the eye and talks. Oh, man, good pussy could do that. That's good pussy right there because we are all responsible for each other, whether we like it or not. We are all hooked up to the energy grid, and we are all travelers. So on our travels, it's our job to give people our best. I don't know how long I got you for, baby, but while I got you, I'm going to do my part with you and make sure I graduate you to the next level because when you go to the next man, you got to be dope as fuck. So when they, that nigga sees me in traffic, he salutes. 
That's what it's about. Mm. I want to talk about this. You said black men haven't really been taught to love black women. The love we have for our mothers is by default. Sometimes we love our mothers because that's the only option that we've had. But secretly, we have an ingrained dislike for our mothers. We've seen them bring men in and out the house. We've seen them be messy. We've seen them be unstable. We even spent years being disgruntled about it. We don't take our frustrations out on that person because that's our problems. Instead, we take it out on the woman we get into a relationship. And everything we do in that relationship can be totally toxic. But we only acting out of what we have been taught. So we need correction. Let's talk about well, that. Wow. Um, well, a lot of the times, right, especially right now, you know, it's just it's just about the, def- the divine feminine right now. The feminine energy is so strong right now. So women are very empowered. So it's a great hint that when a black woman gets with a black man, she's actually doing better than him because the society has flipped and nature has a funny sense of humor, right? So when when guys meet you, staying together, and it's a misconception that women with shit, quote, independent women, won't fuck with a dude that makes less money than her. She caught his ass on the bus. That's a misconception because when black women get things, they want to share it. This is a fact, right? So when, when a lot of the times the men are insecure because he has a problem with that woman trying to make him great. So what he does is sabotage. So he fucks her credit up. He fucks her car up. Everything she gives, and she's like, yo, baby, this is ours. I don't care. This is ours. You don't got to feel insecure. He really never feels like it's his house. This ain't my house. You got it before me. I didn't buy you the car. See, that's that insecure reverse well, when patriarchy don't work for the niggas, right? So we come into the situation and we want to sabotage and fuck all y'all shit up, and that's wrong and that's bad. But it does stem from um, our community where, you know, we didn't see powerful black women. We damn sure didn't see powerful black men. We didn't see powerful black women, right? The image of black women is destroyed. When we're the, uh, These images are very, very, very important. I talked about... Um, uh, how to affect the subconscious and you affected the imagery. So when I'm looking in the magazines and I'm looking at white women as the standard of beauty, I'm looking at different cultures of women as the go-getters, as the movers and shakers. But when I look at my women, I look at her and she has all these baby daddies. This is how people are processing it through poverty with a poverty lens. I look at my women as victims, you know, no compassion. You know, you look at your mama, going through it with your daddy. You look at your sisters going through it with her baby daddy. Subconsciously, even if the black man doesn't want to, he has a fucked up view of black women. Then if he plays basketball or football when he goes to college and he's dating a white girl, guess what the white girl has him around? Thanksgivings, Christmases, the daddy gives him a job. She's like, here, Chauncey, you could drive the car. Yeah, Chauncey, I'll let you use my credit. Here, Chauncey, you can run your fingers through my hair. He's looking at her like, damn, this is the come up. Because when I'm around her, my quality of life is different. But he's not, he doesn't understand about systematic things that have put black women in that position. So on the, on the, on the surface, this is what he's gauging it by. 
So when a lot of black men do get with black women, it's already conditioned in his mind that she has no value. She does not need to be protected. We'll walk right by a man punching a black woman in the face, and we won't say a damn thing, nothing. Not just that. We hear how black women talk to black women. You know, there's not a sisterhood. We don't grow up seeing that. We don't grow up seeing empowered women. We don't grow up seeing women in groups of 10 taking trips, doing big things. We don't see that. So there's no value. So, of course, when I get on the mic, I'm going to be like, you bitch. You know what I'm saying? Run me my money. You know, it, it, it's very, it's, it's layered. And this is why we have unhealthy relationships. Our imagery matters. It does. Our, how we put on for each other matters. Black women riding and mobbing with each other, holding each other accountable, that matters. Because when I see y'all treat each other like that, I'm going to come in a situation by proxy and treat you like that. Mm. So you said that it, the woman can heal the black man. Here's some things that you said we can do. Our positive affirmations are important. But physical affirmations supersede that. See, a broken black man needs to be touched because most likely he wasn't healed as a child. He was physically violated as a child. Either way, touch has a strangeness to it. You see, it's deeper than sex. I'm talking about real worship. When he walks through the door, you should always be right there to greet him and excited to see him like it was your first date. His clothes should always be removed. He should be bathed. His feet should be kissed. His hair should be brushed. His do-rag should be put on, and he should be treated with the utmost respect like he really is the king in status. It's impossible to heal a black man that's broken if your ego is involved. You should worship him in your cooking. Worship him with your pussy. Worship him when you're shopping for yourself, but you see something that he may like and you decide to buy it for him, even though that was your last 50 till you get paid. This is what it takes. If he's broken to that point that he can't appreciate your selfishness, fuck it. Some people weren't meant to be saved. Let's talk about it. Well, you're dealing with a community of men with fucked up ego, right? You're dealing with a community of men that have been molested. Right, you have you're dealing with a community of men, especially the younger generation, who are products of chemical warfare, who are crack babies, who never got touched. A gorilla holds his newborn baby for three months, for three months straight, to establish connection. Right, so the relationship between black boys and their mothers is very, very important. It starts as a child. So everything that you just read, that's why he's an adult. That was supposed to happen while that boy was young. Right? A lot of the times you listen to a lot of black mothers, and I get it because of frustration. You got to work three jobs. I totally understand because of the system. So, but if you can make corrections and you could speak affirmations to your black boys, like, listen, you are the shit. You are a king. You are a god. You are the sole controller. You are the master. So, when he grows up, it won't matter. This guy could be not really attractive or whatever, but he got his mama loving him. So it don't matter. He radiates because at 13, a Jewish boy, he's going through his rites of passage, and they are seeding into him. And a lot of times our boys don't get seeded into. Again, you're, they're already broken because they've been touched on, and, it, and it, no one really talks about that. So when he matures and he starts dealing with other nationalities of women who have kind of, necessarily been groomed 
to be with a man, when he walks through the door, white women worship black men, right? So a lot of sisters be like, oh, well, them bitches can have y'all. Well, what they want to do is just study it. What is the relationship between these black men and these, and these white women? What's going on? What is the dynamic? What is she doing over there while he finds it so appealing? Now, of course, a lot of the situations is black men don't got to be great. So he can fuck with her and she doesn't require nothing but some black cock. And all he got to do is fuck her and she's good. But a lot of the times, it's a lot of worshiping going on because his ego is fucked up. White males don't have that problem. White males can experience whatever desire they want to. You can't sexually shame them. You can't um, masculinity shame them because he been listen. Uh, he links himself to George Washington, Napoleon, Joseph Stalin, Hitler, General Patton. He links himself to great white men. So. His ego was on a thousand. Meanwhile, the black man has no superheroes, right? He's never grown up seeing anything on the big screen that resembles power. Where's his John Wayne? Where's his Superman? Where's his where's his um his his comic book or his epic novel where the black man wins and gets the girl? The only time we seen that was black exploitation films. He always, uh, black, uh, those men, they gave it to the man and they got the girl at the end. I'm back to those visuals again. So that's why it's important to understand this when you're dealing with a man that, yo, he has fucked up ego. This thing is way different than the white boy. The white boy is good. So this is why he could come up with ideals and get to a billion dollars because his ego is on a thousand. Meanwhile, the black man walking around sex, uh, uh, insecure. He has sexual proclivities that he can't do because someone is going to shame him. You know, he has economic problems. He's dealt with molestation. He has a disconnect with his mother, no relationship with his father. No one has ever seen it. Only thing people have done was take, 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 take. So what does he do to you? He repeats the same behavior that happened to him on to you. Woo. All right, all right, all right. I know it's time for a commercial. I know it's, we've been over the hour and a half. It is 7.30, and I know we got to have a commercial break. But I want to let you know you're listening to Ken Bisbon, and I tell you, this the game should be sold and not The game is sold and not told. Check it out. Make sure you like his Facebook page. Make sure you go to his website. The game is sold and not told. The game is sold but not told.com. The game is sobernato.com. Make sure you go to the Facebook page. All right, let's do a commercial, Miss Bonnie. All right, all right. And, yes, we want to thank you again for listening to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Mm-mm-mm. This show is whew, on fire, Janine. <laughs> I was in there listening. I forgot we had to go on commercial break. So, <laughs> And we'll be right back with the love goddess Janine Ingram with guest Ken Bryson on Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle, where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. 
on Mondays is Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Moore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Kahnett and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigm with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walters and Zakia Lana, a family healing circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You tuned Break in to Love, Sex. Media. You tuned in to Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Bondria, Z, and me, Janine and Ingram. I'm your transformational life coach. Our special guest is Ken Brisbane. Brisbane is our special guest, Ken. And I just want to, Ken, I got a text message, and she said, you didn't really answer what was good pussy. You said but good pussy start at this. You didn't really get to the real nitty-gritty. So she said, don't let him get away with it. I said, he's been so good. I, I I didn't know I was letting him get away with it. So I can't let you get away. You got to tell us what it is. Okay, well, I'll use it. I'll use um, I'll use myself for an example. Um, good pussy for me uh, is destination. And um, I'm an advocate for men that, you know, you have to know your purpose before you know before you meet your woman. But, you know, I think good pussy is destination. You know, I'm I'm using the pussy word but it's bigger than that. It's about intrinsic value. You know, it's about finished product. You know, I'll say Michelle Obama has good pussy when I look at the man. You know, it 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 it's it's sexual but it's not necessarily just sex. It's really creativity. It's uh, someone being a visionary right? And looking at a man, looking at him as clay, raw clay. And you have the ability to sculpt this man in whatever image that you want. The scriptures say, let us make man in our image after our likeness. You know what I'm saying? To me, that's women. You know, you take the civilization and you, and you carve it into how you want it to look. So, you know, that, that is good pussy to me because 
I know when I'm in high frequency, high quality pussy by how my aura is, you know, how I'm smiling, you know, how I'm handling my business, you know, it, it doesn't matter if we fuck two hours or two minutes because it's actually deeper than the pussy. It's the intrinsic value of the woman. It's her essence. You know, it's like gold. Gold, uh, 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 gold's value is not in how it looks. Gold's value is on the inside of it. It's properties of it. That's good pussy right there. It's deeper than just a sexual performance, how, how good she ride the dick, what kind of head she got. That's extra. That's that's on top of it. But is the, is the good pussy is you educating yourself, you being seasoned, you being about your money, you being cultured, you not being a victim, you being a conqueror, you being a warrior, you being uh, able to receive truth and deliver truth. That's a lot. Of, uh, that's a lot of things. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of black men listen to black women sometimes because the delivery is fucked up. Right. So I think being an excellent communicator, not judging that man when he comes to and gives you his truth, you know, good pussy is someone that sees themselves at a higher at a higher level. I always say that the world remembers husbands. They never remember wives. And I think good pussy is women that want to be remembered in history for their contribution for their creativity. Good pussy is legendary. You know, it's deeper than just the sex. Because you don't have to have you don't have to have sex to have good pussy. It's about the intrinsic value and the work that you've done on yourself. That time where you you closed all the blinds and you had a dark room and you went into the darkness to find the light. That's good pussy. You know thyself. You know, being a woman is a status. It's not something that you are because you have children or a menstrual cycle or a menopause. It's an actual status, a level of awareness and, aware, uh, and, a, and how you carry yourself. So that's what good pussy is to me, um, and that's the effect that it had on my life. Now I hold myself at a certain standard. I had to remove the nigger chip from my brain. You know, I had to be accountable out here. You know, good pussy made me do that. Ain't no man come and tell me that. No man came and said, man, this is what you got to do. It's women that came in my life and, 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 and pulled me up by the bootstraps. That was good pussy to me. You know, you told the story on the love journey about how you had been kind of messing women over, but it was the love the woman had for you that changed you in essence. Tell that story again. You know, you remember when you were telling about you didn't feel worthy and maybe that's why you didn't show up like the man you should have? Let's talk yeah, about how you, you know, from that worthy to unworthy, from that unworthy to that worthy state. Wow. Okay. It's the same feeling of a person having a religious experience. Uh, you know, especially in a black church, you'll hear someone give a testimony and be like, wow, I'm still here. You chose me. You know, this is them having reverence for the Lord. You know, you chose me out of everybody. Everybody I know is dead. Everybody I know is strung out. Everybody I know is in jail. You chose me. I'm blessed. I'm still here. That's how I look at the black woman. Like, you love me after all the shit that I did? You still here? Because what happens is when you don't think you're worth uh, when you don't think that you're worthy of being loved, you treat people as a punching bag. So you want to see 
who's the last person standing because you're probably dealing with abandonment. You're probably dealing with tremendous loss. So you, you don't think it's real. In your mind, the power of belief, you don't think that you're worthy of someone being good to you. So you mistreat them, right? And you want people to prove their love to you. So you can always go back to being a victim after they leave your ass. But what happened was I had people that was working with me, that was giving me something my mother never gave me, giving me something my grandmother never gave me. And it was amazing. And it it really had to check myself like, yo, yo, I'm somebody. Some people are working with me. People are loving me. People are, are, are putting their life on hold. So I can be great. You know, once I seen it, I was like, wow, that because I didn't get it from my mother. So once I seen it from lovers, I was like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it now. I'm somebody. I get it. And I, and then I just started looking and have compassion like, wow, people put their life on hold for me? You know, black women to me is God. You know what I'm saying? I don't, that's, that's where I got all my information from. That's where I learned how to be self-aware from, from that love that they gave to me. I didn't get it from no man. You know what I'm saying? So the same way uh, a person is having a religious experience with their higher power, that's the same experience I've had with black women being selfless and giving whatever they had to me to make me feel like something, to make me not feel ugly anymore, to make me feel like I have purpose and worth. And, you know, that I should be here. You know, I didn't think I should be here a long time. I'm like, you know, I'm better off dead. And it's black women that came in my life and said, no, man, you're somebody. You're funny. You're handsome. You're talented. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Here's how you do your nails. Here, you look good in these kind of clothes. Here, let me pick in your face a little bit to clean your face up. Let me give you a facial. You know, let me give you a bath. Let me bathe you. Let me cook for you. You know, just giving. And I think a lot of black men have that situation where, you know, I don't have the st- I don't have the trauma stories of bitches ain't shit. I can't necessarily relate to that. Anything that ever happened to me, I triggered it. I caused a woman to do something uh, so she could get power back. Right? Only thing I have a frame of reference for is black women feeding it to me, kind of like now. I'm, I'm on this show telling my story. It's not men that say, brother, come chop it up. It's women. right? So the, the, the journey continues. So in my life, my Jesus, my Muhammad, my Buddha has been black women. But thank you for meeting God, you know, Janine, thank you for meeting me. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, I want to, I want to, this is something that I speak to every day. And one of the things that you said in this article, you have to love yourself more than him. Let's talk about loving self. What does that look like? What does that really mean? How does that show up? You know what? Even though I gave you that long story just now about people investing in me and things like that, you know, I think that my personality is so big that I was killing women at the same time, right? They was committing suicide. You know what I'm saying? That's how strong the love was. They wasn't picking themselves, and they should have been. They should have picked themselves. I'm thankful that they didn't, but they should have. And a lot of the times, black women, since you were eight, nine, 
you have been the spearhead of your family. You've been taking care of your grandmother, taking care of your grandfather. Your mama might have went crazy taking care of her. You're taking care of everybody. You never get to you. You never get to you. Seven's got their hair falling out right now, getting her hysterectomies right now, getting breast cancer right now. That's because she never chose herself, right? A lot of black women are out of shape. No shade, no judgment, but that's real. But that comes from being stressed the fuck out of trying to do everything. You never choose yourself. You never take a vacation, right? You never detox from everybody's toxicity. You're taking care of the man. You got your children. You got your mama. You got your work. Then you're doing uh, community volunteer work. You're in a stressful environment. You got to go to work, two jobs, come home to take. No. You got to figure out how and when are you going to choose you. And as much as you love him, as much as you love him, right, you got to fall back. And if he is what you think he is, he's going to arrive because you already seeded into him. Because one thing that happens is you guys end up being our mother, right? And that is bad for romance because what happens is is you're in our relationship, you'll be my mother, and then I'll make somebody else my girlfriend, and then she'll get the return on investment that I should be giving you because you're my mother. So you got to figure out how to carve out time for yourself. Choosing you is choosing me because once I see you on your shit, once I see you happy, that is going to be a reflection and it's going to, it's going to come back to me. That is another form of reciprocity because you're going to be glowing and I'm going to look at you like, wow, like I see you on your shit. Like, damn, I'm so proud of you. But yeah, you got to love yourself before you love him. You have to. Mm. Wow. All right, well, we're getting close to the hour, and I want to make sure we get to open up the floor because we got about 15 minutes. So let's see if Bonnie and Z want to ask you something or make a comment. Bonnie and Z? Yes, I am here, yes. (laughs) Yes, I'm here. Wow. Oh, my gosh. This is, this, oh, Ken. Mm, this is Bonnie. I'm so glad uh, and honored for you to be on the show with us this evening. Um, um, the one part of Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. So, brother, again, it, I am just, um, I've been sitting back here just listening, taking everything in. I've been just, like, talking about everything from fucking the fitness to, you know, <laughs> You know, it's not all about the throwback and, um, you know, and how, you know, we can fuck these boys into shape and poverty dick. I'm just like, wow, so many different aspects. And Janine, I'm sitting back, you know, you asking all the questions, and he's answering all the questions that I that I want to ask, and um, I'm just thoroughly enjoying um, you know, what you have to say, brother. So we definitely, this time is going fast, but we definitely would like to um, have you back on the show in the future. I would, I would love to. I would love to, you know. Uh, oh, and, and as you were talking, a, a thought came to me, right, because I um, mm-hmm. didn't go over, and I don't know if anybody has this on their mind. Now, you have, and this is just is what it is. It's going to happen regardless. You have black women messing with married men, right? 
Now, no judgment, no shade, right? Because, look, it's only a few LeBrons, right? So I think a lot now a lot of black women, they want the CEO. They want the boss, and you should. Now, there's rules to this, though, right? If I can't go to my wife and tell her that I lost my job, I damn sure can't come to your house and tell you that I lost my job, right? If my wife is riding clean, then you got to be riding clean. Everything my wifey has, you have you have to have because a lot of the times we I've done it we will go to a relationship where there's no responsibility and no one is holding us re- accountable and then we'll go over to this woman's house and we'll just lay up and I ain't got to be shit and because she wants to have a man she does not require anything for me hell no nah. it can't work like that because black men got to be double teamed for people that are living that life and. That's it's just is gonna continue. It is what it is. So if you are fucking with a man that has a girlfriend or a wife, no judgment, no shade, whatever, make sure that that relationship is high quality too. Make sure this man is living his truth, and he to let his wife know, his girlfriend know that this is how he gets down. And he's not allowed to come over there and pillow talk about that woman because a lot of the times in our community, the reason why poly relationships don't work is because that man was over there being a sucker and he was sitting up there talking about his wifey or his girlfriend. So now when you see her, you don't got no respect for her because his ass is over there fucking pillow talking. And now you know all this woman's secrets, all this woman's dirt. And when you see her, you don't got no respect for her. No, that's not sisterhood. If he drags his wife or ex that he's been with, you can't fuck with him. He's one of those dudes. He's, he has bitch-ass nigga tendencies. He's supposed to be, if, he, if you hear him talk about the women in his life, it's supposed to be with respect, reverence, and admiration. Cool. All right, now for the polyamorous in the house. Because <laughs> we driving that Mercedes too, baby. Not just the wife. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Now we we do have we do have some callers. We got some some fam to have um, some comments well, or questions, so we want to bring them in. See if we can get something. Yeah, I just yeah, said, <laughs> I just want to. Oh my gosh, just give me a minute, please. First of all, brother Ken. Oh my gosh, I, I'm just like I'm just spellbound and speechless. Uh, first of all, I just want to give thanks and praise. Uh, to God for having you on the planet and for all that you are sharing with us, not only here tonight, but in your work, in your service, through your blogs. You have said so much, and I'm so grateful because this has been a learning experience for me. I'm learning and growing every time you open up your mouth. So just thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank God for you. One of the things that you talk about when you were talking about the broken man and you said that he has to want to heal himself first and foremost. I know for for many women, um, sometimes we get with men who are broken, and sometimes, you know, because we, you know, I know how important it is for us to love ourselves and get to ourselves first. So sometimes we tend to give up because he's not showing up the way that we believe he should show up. Sometimes he's not stepping into his greatness right away. So where do, what is it that will help us to know when 
um, you know, we can stick and stay in there with him and help him with that greatness. And you've given us many uh, uh, ways to do it through, uh, through the use of our black, uh, beautiful black pussy. How can we know when it's time to keep going or when it's time to let it go? Because I know you said all men are not great and, you know, you don't want to waste your time with those that aren't. So can you give us some insight about that? Yes, that's a, that's a beautiful question. And this is, um, I, I, I think uh, a lot of women should find a spot in nature, a park, and just sit, right, and just be with nature. And um, the universe will give you insight to kind of see people through their skin, right? So, you know, see a dude in a Bentley, he, you know, he's dope, he looks good, he has sex good, but that's not necessarily his real self. So you'll know what you're dealing with when you deal with the shadow self, right? You need to know how deep the proclivities go, right? You need to know how deep the trauma goes, and then you'll know exactly what you're dealing with. So a lot of the times, women that are healers, you don't necessarily know what you're healing, though. How deep does this shit go? And a lot of the times, you don't find out until eight years later when you done married him and he has a baby. And now all this shit is coming out. But I say it's time to hit the reset button when you just find yourself exhausted and you are not getting a return on investment. Because the thing about the healer is you need more than a thank you. You need more than a hug. You need more than that. You need a return on investment, right? And, you know, this is something I always share. Any woman that walks the, this life with me, my mind frame is tire her. That's, that's my mind frame of, you know what I'm saying, before I really count up and before I really get the money, I need to give this to you. You know what I'm saying? I need, I need the women that I'm with to have financial um, freedom because this is, you know, you're, uh, this is why you're being aged because economics is kicking their ass. So, I want to get a return on investment for those that have seeded into me. I just don't want to say thank you, right? So, but you'll know when it's time to go, or you'll know when you need to step back. Once you see, like, look, bro, I've been rocking with you for two, three years, and you pretty much sound the same. You pretty much still have this aura of poverty on you, and you'll know when it's time to go when you don't have good luck. Right, because the person next to you is not uh, is not empowering you, so you're always sick. You know, you're driving down the road, you get a flat tire. Nothing is going good in your life. You gotta link that to something. Like, you know what? Maybe you are my my my. You maybe you're not good luck. You know, so I think you have to start weighing the things that are going on in your life. How is your health on his watch? Are you getting sicker? Are you do you have a glow? You have to start kind of just looking at yourself from from being around this person. You know, it's about return on investment. And we got to be clear on that. Like, you know, not just in our business endeavors, because, God damn it, you being a healer is a business. A relationship is a business. So you wouldn't allow me to, yo, can I, um, let me borrow a thousand. Let me borrow a thousand. Let me borrow a thousand. Either I'm a crackhead or I got some other problems. Because you're going to say, yo, what, what the fuck is you doing with all the money? Okay, cool. You got to say the same thing. Dog, what are you doing with my healing? It's just the same, it's the same concept. 
what are you doing with all this pussy I'm giving you, all this game I'm giving you, all this knowledge I'm giving you? What the hell are you doing with this? Because I don't see you coming up. And um, at this point in life, uh, we don't got five years for that. You know what I'm saying? We need to see them little turnarounds in 60 days of you meeting a motherfucker. He, he got to gravitate to that shit like a fish in water. ASAP, quickly. You got to be fast out here because the time is speeding up. So no one got time to be babysitting with, with someone for eight years for them to arrive. No. If you're powerful and you're dope, one month should improve somebody's life. Woo! I heard that. Woo! <laughs> Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Mm-mm-mm. All right, that answered my question. Um, sisters, take it on. Uh, Von, you said we have some others on the line. Thank you, my brother. Peace and blessings to you. Yes, yes, we do. We have um caller on the line, area code 904-994. We want to welcome you to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. If you could state your name and where you're calling from. Amir J. Price. <laughs> brother Ken, Brother Ken, Brother Ken. You know, there are very few people that can walk this planet and sing that song that Indy Ari has made into a, a, a very amazing acronym. I am light. Your conversation has brought light. I have to admit, when I when we when we talked or listened to your conversation earlier in the week, yeah, I heard you, but I didn't hear you. Tonight, you came with a brand. You came with the same conversation with a little bit more intensity to it. I guess it was a forum. Needed that. Needed to know that. Needed to know that there is life in that certain place. The place that we've always been told is just pussy. No, it's beyond. It's where the universe becomes a universe, and that's where you are. If you walk out of there without some type of transformation, then you had not been in the first place. That's mm-hmm. what you have given us as as the brothers who had to have the courage to listen tonight. I tell you, there's not that many of us, but those of do, I can promise you one thing, brother. Your your blogging, your your circle has gotten at least one more bigger. I, I I plan to reach out to you and connect and make make this a a universe that will continue to build more men like yourself so that we can build families like the ones we are destined to have so that our sisters won't be the only one struggling and striving. We'll be thriving together because we are now kings and queens, true kings and queens, gods and goddesses. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I pre- man, your voice got just so much electricity in it, man. Like, damn, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm listening like, like a, like somebody watching the Teddy Pentagrass show or something like that. Like, ooh, you, got, you got a great voice, brother. And you know, uh, man, at the end of the day, it's about iron sharpening iron, and it's about really graduating and going to the next level. I'm so tired of the poverty conversation. I'm so tired of the lack conversation. Who's going to jail? This, that, and the third. I'm tired of us taking losses. Of course, we need money. Of course, this is capitalism. But at the same time, like, I'm just tired of the low level frequency that we all, our culture is on. And we are dope 
people. Like, we are so much more than death and destruction, you know, and we have to look at the effect that we're having on each other, you know what I'm saying? It's not just about, you know, black pussy, you know, it's about poverty dick too, you know, and how we make love to women and we put spells on them of poverty, you know, we're doing this to each other. Before I get to the white man, you know, we have to understand that we're scientists and we should all want to graduate. Now, it ain't for everybody. I'm about try. You know, the matrix does require some people to be dead. It is what it is in the information age. But the ones that want it, the ones that want to fight, the ones that could really look at self and say, you know what? I ain't shit right now. I need to level up. That's what it's about, man. Let's get what we came to this planet for. Because it's waiting in this abundant universe. Let's get our issues. Let's get what the hell we came for. Mm-hmm. I say. On that note, we have a um we have another caller on the line, area code four ten five nine nine. We wanna welcome you to Let's Talk Love, Sex and Nutrition. Caller, if you can state your name and where you're calling from. Good evening. This is Deborah. Good evening. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. It's um, really kind of difficult to add anything to what Kenneth said because he said so much, and almost every sentence could be a workshop or another radio show. But um, (laughs) I do want to say I just wonder... You know, I've dealt with the man who I felt like I was, you know, I really backtrack and, and say that that last statement that you made, Ken, around like, you know, hey, what you doing, what you doing with my, my healing, what you doing with all my, you know, my yoni, what you doing with all this loving and all this support and all this stuff I'm giving you. And I've been that woman where I felt like I was giving, 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 and wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It was going out the down the drain. It wasn't going anywhere. And I just wonder what 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 it takes. And fortunately, I, I think for me, I had to I had to wake up and say, you know, I'm more important, and I got to pour that love into myself. And in doing so, I was able to release the brother and bless him. But uh, and and at this mo at this juncture in my life, have attracted a uh, a man that it feels like what I've been wanting it to feel like. There's reciprocity, and there's for me when I think about when a man is truly about a woman, he wants to take care of you. He wants he wants to contribute to your life in any way that he can, and that's what I see. But what I wonder about for uh, because I I blog and I talk, talk to women, I wonder what it was that you. I heard what you said about you just woke up with all the love that the women were pouring into you, and I could just see it. You know, you painted a very good vivid picture, but I wonder why what distinguishes you from the man who never quite. Well, you said some men are just not great, and clearly, given your conversation and all that I've heard from you these last several days, clearly you are great. But I've seen other men who they have greatness in them too. That's why we women will pour into them because we can see it. 
But what distinguishes you? What is it? What do you think is lacking in the man that never really takes that love, that black good black pussy, takes that support and all of that, and make it into something? What's the dis- distinction, if 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 you see any? Mm, great question. Um, I got tired of being a taker. <laughs> that's all I was doing. So a lot of the blogs that I write is based on my life, right? And I hold myself totally accountable because I want it. Like, I want to be a man. I want to be that. You know, I'm deciding to be that. So to be a man is a secret society. You know, every male will not transform into man because you got to undergo the process. It's just like a samurai. To be a Shaolin monk, you have to go through training. So you have to do the same thing to be a man. And I just got tired of taking. And then I also got tired of women coming in my life on my watch, on my watch, and I wasn't transitioning them up, right? I started taking that personally because I don't know how long my life is. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And the only thing that counts when you die is what people say about you. And I, when I go, I cannot have people saying I was a piece of shit. I can't have people saying that I was a taker. People have to say dope things about me. I have a son. You know, people have to say, your father was a great guy. I got this from him. He helped me do this. And I understood that when I'm studying this thing we call being a man, being a man is all about servitude. It's you. It's all. It's the art of coming in last because you're elevating everybody else, everybody else around you. You know, it, the daddy doesn't actually get the big piece of the chicken. Daddy gets the small plate because everybody else ate, right? Daddy put in all the work, and daddy gets the small plate. That is the thing about being a man, and that's something that I'm accepting in my process of learning this because I'm I'm learning it through trial and error. So, guys, there is there is greatness in everyone. Everyone is not going to access it because it's hard work to be a legend. And I'm about legacy. You know, I'm about dying and people studying you. You know, we talk about Elijah Muhammad. We talk about Noble Dwa Ali. We talk about Marcus Garvey, right? And I'm I'm like, you know what? For them to still be popping 100 years from now, people right now ain't doing shit. Because we're still talking about people from Egypt? Like, damn, I got to reach back into 8,000 years of history to, to give props? That's a problem. I don't want that to happen on my watch. So that's what happened to me and, and my transformation. On, I, I just got tired of taking shit. And that's all I was doing is sucking women dry, right? I, didn't, I don't have a woman problem. I could go out and get any woman I want. But it, and, and I seen that, and it wasn't about that. And I'm like, man. I'm draining them. I'm draining them. I'm throwing them off course. I'm setting them up for failure. I have that power. I know my power. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, Ken, we rocked the house again. I know we're at the top of the hour. And so I I don't know if... uh, Bonnie and Z, you want to tell them what's coming up next Friday, what you got going on before we get out of here? I just want to say thank you, Ken Brisbane. You've been listening to Ken Brisbane.
Chambers Bond. Chambers Bond. The game is sold and not told. You want to check it out on Facebook. You want to go to his website. The game is sold but not told dot com. The game is sold but not told dot com. Ken Brisbane. Yes. All right, Vonnie and V, I'm turning it over to you. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Janine, as well. Uh, again, you you are a legend, and you know you know keep creating, and you know wherever you're going in life, you know I hope your platform what you're doing provides it, you know what I'm saying? You're definitely working on legacy as well, and that's all it's about. You are a legend, and I salute you, and, you know, I love on you, and everything that you want, you know, if you don't have it, it's coming. All you got to do is just keep showing up. All right, now. I know how to manifest, manifest, manifest. Come on now. You talk <laughs> a little bit more today. I'm like, all right, now. I know what I'll say now. I'm got my, I done wrote my prayer down. I'm like, husband, let's get ready to manifest tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Thank you so much, Ken. I really do appreciate you, and I love you, too. Right. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe the same thing that you said to me is coming to you and more. The world will come to know you. Because what you have to offer is going to blow the world's mind, really open up our hearts and our thoughts to really see things from a different perspective. I think you need to teach an awakening feminine goddess classes. I thought I was teaching awakening feminine goddess and how to use your sex magic, but I think we can learn a little from you. I might have to bring you into Shy Town. I would love. Look, I'm at I'm at anyone's service. You know, I, I uh, you know, I'm 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 a frequent traveler. So anything anybody got going on, give me the heads up. I'm there. You know, I'm about boots on the ground. All right, I get your call. We have our sunrise service August seven right here in Chicago. August seven, you don't want to miss it. This is our eighth August. annual. Guess what? We're celebrating the sacred masculine. Yes, honoring the men. Yes. Awesome. I'm there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting you face to face, eye to eye, heart to heart. Awesome. I'm I'm easy to spot. I'm the guy with the big love tattoo on his face. Just look at me. <laughs> can can I ask you? Um, I believe Jen told us. Janine told us that you're in the California area. We're in California. Well, um, I'm in Arizona now. I've been spending a lot of time in the Bay, but I have my home in Phoenix, Arizona. Um. But when I go to the Bay, I'm in the Vallejo area, Richmond area, Oakland area. Um, so I actually be there tomorrow. But I'm I came back to check on the place in Arizona because it's hot as hell. So I just wanted to make sure everything is fine. Okay, what part of Arizona? Uh, right outside of Phoenix, uh, okay. a little suburbs. I'm ducked off a little bit. What is right outside of Phoenix? Awesome! 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 Well, I just want to say this is the, um, I just want to say I'm just so grateful. I don't know how many times I can say this to you, just grateful for who you are and how you're showing up in our world. And, brother, I just see you in front of of hundreds of thousands of men and women um, giving them this gift that God has placed in you and through you because I'm telling you, you have just given us so much. 
I'm going to go back and listen to the show over and over. I'm going to go back and, and continue reading your blogs. I'm so grateful that Janine has brought you to our attention because I didn't know you were out there. So, Janine, uh, again, I give thanks and praise um, to God for you sharing this beautiful brother of wisdom. Ken, I'd like for you to share with the family um, you know, how to reach you, how to get in contact with you. If we do have something, you know, maybe somebody has, uh, wants you to talk to some of the men groups, some young brothers, I'd love to have you talk to the young brothers because these are the ones we have to reach now so that they, you know, that we don't have to go through all, our uh, girls don't have to go through all that, um, trying to uh, take away the parasites and all that, that we can help them now. So if you could uh, talk about how to reach you and, um, and what you may be doing next. Okay. Well, um, I'm working on some books, um, and that's The Blueprint to Manhood, and, um, you know, a book about the relationship between black boys and their mothers and why that's so important. Um, I can be reached that the game is sold, not told, at gmail.com, and it's the proper spelling, the game is sold, not told.com. Uh, people can also subscribe to the uh, the game is sold not told dot com blog, and you can uh, also go on the like page the game is sold not told. Um, yes, I'm 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 free. You know, I have a flexible schedule. I'm an entrepreneur, so I can Skype, I can call, I can travel. I just want to network with people. Um, I want to use the internet to make the new forms of family. Um, because the internet has leveled the playing field. So while the matrix has destroyed a lot of our families, because of the internet, we can actually make new families and form new tribes. So, you know, I'm definitely into that. And, you know, I'm, I'm into making relationships now that last for the next 30, 40 years. Um, I'm about building my tribe. And, you know, I just want to connect with people. So, yeah, shoot me an email. The game is com. Chop it up with me. Have no ego. It's all good. It's always love. You know, saying so let's put our heads together and figure some things out. I, I am a student, so I don't know everything. I only talk about shit that I know about. So anybody got something to teach? I'm all ears. You know what I'm saying? And whenever someone needs something, I'm able to give as well. You know, I promote relationships, monogamous relationships, poly relationships. I don't promote people being alone, though, because that just makes you weirdos. So get in something. Find your tribe. Find you somebody. Monogamy is a science. If that's what you do, go ahead and do that and be honest about it. If you're poly, man or woman, if that's who you are, say your truth and find your tribe. But we all need to be associated with a tribe. You know, we're, we're very disconnected people right now. And everything we do, do it with class, do it with integrity, do it apologetically, and keep people out your business, and you'll be just fine. All right, all right. This is Bonnie um, Ken, and I just want to, again, before we end the show, um, thank you for coming on to, and taking time out of your schedule and being on the show this evening. I mean, it's so much um, that I, I agree and I like what you have to say, and I love that um, I had the opportunity to just really get into your blog and um, and, and read. Um, you know, I read some comments of what some of the um, people were saying, but I love that you 
you know, are we, we talk about, you know, raising the vibration and late, raising the love consciousness and the work that um, that you're doing is definitely aligned with that. And I feel fortunate, and, and Z, we share this, is that, you know, we're so fortunate that, you know, that we um, have the opportunity for you to come and, and share this space. And we welcome you again um, on Love, Sex, and Nutrition because it is a platform for um, for us to talk about truth and the realness. And I appreciate the real and the rawness because, you know, we are undergoing some real shit and, um, you know, and it's not all, you know, pretty all the time. And um, and and the delivery of it doesn't have to be all, you know, pretty. It has to be, you know, the truth. And the truth isn't always that, you know, packaged in that way. So, um, again, you know, I... I I um I appreciate you, brother, and um you know I look forward to seeing what else is to come from you. So appreciate you, and I appreciate yeah. how just to think about it. I appreciate y'all sisterhood. Y'all have a sisterhood right here, and if you develop it through the internet, that is amazing because that is you guys building your tribe the unconventional way and really. Oh yeah, definitely. Supporting each other, this sisterhood is amazing. Oh, and also, please let me say this, um, because I do like a lot of people's platforms, and people, women inbox me and they email me. I, let me say this, because I'm about transparency, I'm about being honest. I am poly, I'm in relationship. However, <laughs> I don't got easy dick. Women get at me, brother, but yeah, that's cool and all that. I don't have easy dick. If you come to my inbox, you know, hollering at me, whatever, it's all good. But just know I don't have an easy dick. Uh, Flattery doesn't do anything for me. If you come trying to be a part of in my life, you're going to work, period, because I'm a worker and I'm affiliated with a worker, right? And we we only, um, it's about greatness, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking no days off and, you know, I'm I'm just putting that out there because that happens to a lot of people that, you know, they'll hear someone talk and they'll be like, Oh yeah, I wanna fuck with the bro but it's it's yo, know, it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not that easy. I've over uh I've already experienced my desires. So just 'cause I'm poly, it doesn't mean that I dirty Mac. <laughs> I'm dirty Mac. Like it's 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 a real courting process, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> All right. Dirty Mac. So what is a dirty Mac? We don't even know what dirty Mac is. You know, dirt, dirty Macin is a woman hits my inbox, put it up, and you know she's beautiful, and I'm with someone, and I require her to put in work, but I don't require this woman to put in work too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking days off with this woman and we're not bringing greatness out of each other, you know, cause I'm, I'm going to be honest. If someone comes in my life, that is going to be known. I'm not doing the secret shit. I'm not going in the bathroom, sneaking, texting, and I'm not with that. I'm with living higher self. So, you know, just cause be, Oh, and a lot of, if you give a man access to do something, he becomes more picky and he becomes, he has more discernment It's when you tell him he can't. Then he wants to get caught in living a lifestyle where it comes with rushes. So any woman that has a man, if you say, you know what, you do you, it's all good, baby, his behavior will change. He will not be sneaking. 
because when he has access to something, he'll be a little more, you know, a little more tasteful about what he does. And a lot of the times men so-called cheat with women of lesser caliber, and that shit is unacceptable. If your wifey is the shit and you are a man that likes other women, the other women you talk to to be on her A game. So if your wifey ever meets her, she going to be like, nigga, I understand why you chose her. We got to have some standards. Everything is presidential over here. So that's dirty macking of just cupcaking on the phone. <laughs> I don't expect anything out of out of women, especially if you have children. No, no dirty macking. It's all greatness here. So, you know, I have to put that disclaimer out here. I'm not, I'm not these niggas. You know, it's a different cloth over here. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn something up in here today, y'all. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> well, Ken, we're going to have to have you back because we got to have more conversations. And every you keep on blogging because uh, everything that you talk about um, is definitely room for more Let's Talk Love and Sex and Nutrition conversation. So please keep your your Friday evenings open so that you can come back again and again. Um, I did want to say, was there anything else that you want to share with the family before we get ready to get out of here, Ken? No, you guys are just amazing. And you know what? I don't care what I've got going on. I will make it available, you know what I'm saying, so we can have discourse and we have dialogue because we're all we got. And this is our opportunity for us to graduate. And it's our opportunity for us to sharpen each other and go to the next level because I'm a firm believer in the only one that's going to get the black man out of his situation is the black woman. And the only one that's going to get the black woman out of her situation is the black man. We need, we need uh, 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 mentorships. We need sisterhood. We need rights of passage. And this is where it starts. This is where it does the work. The revolution really will not be televised, you know what I'm saying? But it is cyber. And we're doing what we're supposed to do, and we're using the tools available to network and and build healthy relationships. This is our clean slate to build healthy relationships. So now we no longer could uh, 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 speak the narrative of I come from broken families. Well, this is the clean slate to erase that and reset that and build a family in your image after your likeness, and you women are doing exactly what you're supposed to do by forming your sisterhood, and I pray that it expands. When I see y'all, you know, if I want everybody to be Bentley driving. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to be good, you know. I accept and receive my Bentley sitting out there. Somebody <laughs> 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 right, um, Bentley in the house. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> right, right. Brother Ken, we love you so much. We just want you to know we absolutely love you, adore you, honor you uh, for who you are and who you continue to be. So we will be in touch real soon. God bless you. And uh, we only have about uh, six minutes left. Um, Ronnie, I do want you to let the family know what's uh, coming up for us on Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. And um, But before you do that, I will say that next week we are going to have Another amazing um, opportunity to meet someone who is doing great things in our world. Um, This sister, Tanya Abreu, 
has created the WOW Health Group. And this, uh, the health group promotes mindfulness and optimism as a way to good health. Uh, she is taking, uh, they live in, they're in the Florida area, and what she's doing is bringing doctors, nurses, and other uh, health care professionals together to create what she calls optimistic medicine and the art of healthy living. So she's going to be coming on. She's going to be talking about her organization. Uh, they're having a sexual health and wellness conference next month. And can they actually are uh, in Las Vegas, they're in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, um, boy, I wish I could go to that conference. But anyway, she's going to be coming on and she's going to be talking about that and how sexual health and wellness is mandatory for us in our lives. So that's for next week. Come back, 7.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 Central Time to hear uh, what uh, the sister has to say. And, Vonnie, I would like for you to share with the family what's coming up with Let's Talk Love, Sex, Nutrition. You've got some, something good that you are getting ready to launch. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Zilana. And family, thank you again for being with us on another Friday evening. So I am excited to announce that the lovesexandnutrition.com, the new website, is officially launched. So and we are now online with that. Um, our blogs are on there, um, information about upcoming workshops, a link to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition is on there. And then we're going to have some other things, videos, and we're going to be connecting um, with the family. So when you come to Love, Sex, and Nutrition, you'll also be able to connect with the family that we bring here um, as guests on the show as well. So we'll be connected with the love journey. I have a link there, Janine, so family can, um, you know, reach out to you from there. And then Ken as well, we would love to um, for you to be on, on the site as well. So, you know, we Ken talks about, the the tribe and, and building the tribe and how important and critical more than now, you know, how critical that is on um, where we are um, in this place and in this time. And, um, you know, love, sex, nutrition, and let's talk love, sex, nutrition is definitely about um, bringing the tribe together and um, and creating a space can commune and, and have intimate conversation and honest conversation to again to lift up this um, this vibration to, to lift up and elevate and evolve. So um, yeah, so again, family, love, sex, and nutrition dot com um, is where we are, and you can also reach out to us on Facebook on Love, Sex, and Nutrition. We are on um, social media as well on Instagram on Love, Sex, and Nutrition. And um, if you would like to reach out to me or Z, you can reach out to me at Vonnie, V-O-N-I, at lovesexandnutrition.com or Z. You can reach out to Z at um, Z. Um, your web address is zlana at lovesexandnutrition.com. So, um, again, Sam, um, we want to thank you for joining us, and we will see you or hear from you next week again at 
7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And we love you and we thank you and we wish you all the best. And we want to go out this evening. Oh, G- um, yeah, just before we go, I just want to say we thank you, Janine and Ingram, uh, for yes. your awesome, oh, amazing, yes. phenomenal yes. <laughs> uh, interview tonight <laughs> with Ken. We love you, sis. And you can always catch Janine at uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Love Journey, Inc., uh, amazing, inspirational line where the, where it's an experience. Experience of love, and that mm-hmm. number is seven one two four three two zero nine zero zero seven one two four three two zero nine zero zero, and the access code is seven seven two seven one nine pound. Also, the love journey is on Blog Talk now, and uh, Janine, can you tell us how to get to your Blog Talk? All right, if you want to tune in from the Blog Talk side, the number is 602-753-1902. That's 602-753-1902, and you can go to the website and listen to it on the computer, www.blogtalkradio backslash love journey number two, love journey number two. And you can archive it or you can listen live. Yes, you can. Thank you, sis. We yes, love you yes. so much. Sex goddess. Goddess of <laughs> English. She'll be back <laughs> next month on the third uh, Friday of the month. Okay, Bonnie, turning it over to you to take us out. Love to you, family. Namaste. One love. One love. All right, family. One love. I love you, my sisters, my goddesses. Oh, I am so blessed and favored to have these sisters in my life. So, fam, we are going out tonight with the jazzy, fat, nasties, and I thought that the song, Unconventional Ways, would be, you know, the appropriate song to go out um, with us tonight. So, again, fam, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Love. We will see you next week. Thank you.